That's my dog. She's Okay. Everybody, put your hands out in front of you. We're going to get focused back in on the Lord again. I just want you to start thanking Him for what He did in your life today. Out loud. Out loud. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Focus back in on him. pray that you would illuminate your word to every single heart in this place tonight. That you wouldn't miss anybody tonight and that they wouldn't miss you tonight. That every single gaze would be affixed on you, Lord. That, Lord, you would bring your word to life in a whole new way. Amen. All right, turn to Romans 10. Good. I don't know where she is. Okay, verse 1. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, for being ignorant for their righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. We're going to talk about how knowing about God doesn't get you this word called salvation. Okay? Who can define the word salvation? Okay. Process of being saved. Okay. What else? Just that moment of being saved. Just that moment of being cleansed. So you think it's one one big moment? No, I think you I just think that's what I think of when I think of salvation. It's like that moment that I was there, but it also continues. Okay, after. cool. Want to add to it? Yeah. I do think it's one big moment because it's one big moment. Ooh, that's deep. What else? I like that. Yeah. It's your journey with Jesus. Ashton knows me too well. <laughs> she gets me. It's your journey with Jesus. 
Salvation is Jesus. Salvation is this process of saying yes to the Lord, and then it's a never-ending process until you're in heaven, and that's when your salvation is sealed. Do you understand that? Okay? It's not like you're saved and then, ah, yeah, I can sit back, twiddle my thumbs, and do nothing. Sorry. That's not what salvation is. Salvation has this word called sanctification tied up in it. Sanctification is also this cleansing process that happens. Okay? So, are you being cleansed day in and day out? By the Lord's working and moving on your life? Then you're continually being sanctified also. Cool? Alrighty. So, let me reread this with, those, with that lens, and maybe it'll bring it to life a little bit more. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Okay? For I bear them witness that they have a, seal for God, a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. But not according to knowledge. Let me pause there for a second, and let me preach at you for a little bit. Are you ready? Everybody got their seatbelts on? Yes, sir. Cool. So, <clears throat> that's the new dance move coming in right now. Hannah would show me how to do it better. I miss her already. But, just because you read your word and you know a lot about it does not mean that you're saved. I know that's probably what you've been taught growing up, and that's probably what's been consuming you, because you feel like, when I don't read my Bible, I'm damned to hell. <laughs> Good. I want that kind of pressure on it, because you need to read your Bible more, right? <laughs> hey, hey, you need to read your Bible more, right? Okay, one more time. I'll try it. You need to read your Bible more, correct? Good. If you're not reading your Bible, you don't know who the, you don't know who the Lord is. Okay? But me just knowing a lot about the Bible does not get me this word called salvation. Okay? I only get this word called, called salvation when I understand and when I know the Lord. When I have a relationship and an intimacy with Him. Okay? I'm just going to give it really plainly today. I might say it a little differently than you've heard it, but I'm going to just say it really plainly tonight. There's this thing called a simple gospel, and it is getting to know the Father's heart. If you do that for the rest of your life, you will inherit the kingdom of heaven. If you try to complicate it, you are taking a tougher way. And maybe not even the correct way. Okay? Does this make sense so far? Yeah. Okay? Knowledge is good. I'm not discounting it. But that's not where it ends. Mm -hmm. Okay? Verse 3, for being ignorant of their righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Okay? They tried to establish their own what? Make sure we're all on the same page. Their own righteousness. What does this mean? What's that word righteousness mean? Man being perfect. Man being perfect. Yeah. It's this perfection. Right? Jesus was the most righteous man to walk the entire planet, correct? Yeah. Okay. Are you righteous that in that same way? No, no, no. Cool. Good. Cool. Good. 
but you have access to it. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. So, if I tried to make, if I was a perfectly perfect person, I wouldn't need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Yep. Right? Jesus didn't need himself. We needed Jesus. Do you understand that? Okay. So, when we try to make our own righteousness, it almost turns into this kind of, I'm going to make my own Jesus. Do you hear me on this? How many of you have made up your own Jesus? And then, when either you came here and I told you the truth, <laughs> or you read your Bible for the first time ever, <laughs> I told you, you got your seatbelt on. I'm going to offend every single ounce of you tonight. Are you ready? This is my goal. <laughs> okay? So, I, I turn into this Christian who makes my own Jesus. Quote-unquote Jesus. Okay? I decide what I like about Jesus, and then I add to what I want Jesus to be. Instead of understanding who the true Jesus is, and letting that be. Do you understand that Jesus is perfect and complete and lacking in nothing? We're also commanded to be the same way in what? No, what, what is it, James? James 1? We're also commanded to be that same way in James 1. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That was Jesus. The same call is on our life, right? Too bad we've already sinned, so we still need Jesus, right? Okay, so when I try to make up my own Jesus, I'm following a fake Jesus. I know that's very plain and very simple, but I needed to say it. Sometimes we view Jesus as a cold stone line. Say, I want that on my ice cream. I want that on my ice cream. I want that on my Jesus. I want that in my Jesus. When it's, I'm either going to accept Jesus for who he is, or I'm going to reject him completely. Did we catch that? You guys with me tonight? Did I start preaching too fast? You guys okay? You okay? Say which part? <laughs> you either accept all of Jesus or you have none of Jesus. It's kind of like if I try to conjure up making Madison and who I want her to be, I'm not accepting the trueness of who Madison is. Right? Does that make sense? Just kind of bring it a little bit closer. I hate to say it's sad that it is closer, but like that's the way, there she is, that's the way this has to work, okay? We either say yes to Jesus or we deny all of Jesus. Can I say it any more plainly? Okay. I know this is kind of a tough pill to swallow too, right? It's like, oh, I have a lot of things that I think Jesus is. But what if they're false? We have to be careful, right? What's a lie that you guys heard about Jesus? Jesus will accept anybody to heaven. Huh? That Jesus will accept everybody to heaven. Not no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. He'll take you where you're at and let you stay there. Yep. A lie that I got fed was all you have to do is say yes to Jesus and then you can live your life normally. Because His grace is sufficient. Ugh! Right? Makes me want to crawl out of my skin and run and hide, right? These are lies. And frankly, I just accepted them because I trusted people in my life. Because I didn't read my scripture. 
Okay? You have to read your Bible. Yeah? So, what I've always been taught since sixth grade um, was that once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you're saved and you're going to heaven no matter what you do, but that it is your call as a Christian to live like Jesus because that's the only way that you would get other people to accept Christ as their Lord mm. and Savior. The so ultimate Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme. Uh, hang on, let me try again. Ponzi scheme Christianity. That's what that is. No, I'm supposed to be activated for Jesus, and then by that overflow, then people come to know him. I don't follow him just so other people will come to know him. I follow him because he's worthy of it. Yep. Right? right? Yeah, so that is a little bit of a lie. But I'm still saved because I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Let me put it this way. I think there's a difference between saying the words and living it out. If he's truly the Lord of your life, then every decision that you make should be influenced by him because he has control. Right. But it's like getting baptized. Like when you say yes to those two questions, is that the moment that you're saved? The, the moment that you're saved, um, the moment that you're saved is when you are able to say, "My my life goal is to follow and be like this man, and nothing else." Um, he is your number one, not your number two, not your number three in all situations. If you're truly following something, for instance, a good example is if. Um, Let's say you you're, you're really wanting to get great at basketball. I'm Josh right now, and I I love Sorry. basketball, right? So I'm going to follow the top players, and I'm going to dedicate so much time to it. But it was the same way. If you truly follow something, you'll see it. I just say, check box, there you go. I think it's more of like a, well, I think that's true. But I think that, you know, it's between you and like, I, I have always thought that, like, I just don't like, uh, never mind, okay, um, I think it's between you and Jesus because it's like, you know, I can be disobedient sometimes, and I can, you know, that, that is true to point, but it's also like, you know, whether I get saved or not doesn't depend on if I read my Bible every every day or if I, you know, right. whatever. It's just, like, if you really, like, you know if you have hunger for the Lord and you know if you, like, you and the Lord are. But I don't feel like there's a gray area. It's like, there's no measuring stick. It's yeah. black Did or you? white. Like, you're saved or you're not saved. Yeah. There's no, there's no maybe, like, totally. oh, I might. When I die, I might go to heaven. Yeah, or else we would believe in a middle heaven. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so here, here's, here's the way I'll put it. I got baptized when I was six years old. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Yeah. Did that mark me as a saved individual? No, it did not. It had no effect on my life. Yeah. Okay. So you have to fully, like, understand, comprehend, and be committed to... Those two questions, when you're asked them, the answer you give has to come from your heart, not from somebody else telling you what to say. Well, I mean, yeah. let's just set it. I mean, probably five minutes ago. Salvation is earned by us understanding who the Lord is and knowing, truly knowing, not just like 
Oh, yeah, I know. Truly knowing the Lord is. Bottom line. Right, so Paul actually talks about it in Romans. Um, it's that whole idea of the process of sanctification. Um, it's not necessarily just a, uh, a flip of the switch, so to speak. Uh, the way that Paul lines it out is it's a never-ending process until the day that you die, mm-hmm. um, of you giving the Lord your daily yes and uh, mm-hmm. actually uh, putting Him at the center of your life in every single aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, it is promised the Lord will continue to work in your life and make it easier for you to do so. Um, he will also break things off as you continue to seek Him and replace those things with Him. However, um, to believe it's a flip of the switch is kind of a lie. Um, there are a lot of people actually in the New Testament who did just exactly that. Uh, and Jesus said, um, his words were, I never knew you. Right? It was, Lord, I kept your commands. I followed the law. I did everything according to you know, what I knew. Uh, but because uh, the gentleman did not know Jesus and had a relationship with him, it didn't matter. Um, there are also plenty of people who have fallen away from the faith after answering those two questions mm-hmm. uh, that Paul talks about, uh, as well as Timothy, uh, one of his disciples, knowing that as well. So um, the answer is no. So if you fall away from the faith, then you're not saved. And yeah. It's actually two questions. correct, and it's actually an abomination. Uh, Paul also talks about how it's worse. How much you're in it. Yeah, it's actually worse for you to have that knowledge and fall away than it is for you to know nothing at all. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said uh, the. Uh, the, the the gospel prayer twenty times before I actually meant it. Mm. You know, I've yeah. been saved twenty times. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's not an equation. As simple as. Hold on. Let me preach tonight. Hey, can I preach tonight? Is this okay? All right. So let me level set here. I, I'm all open to questions, but I'm preaching tonight. Okay. No, you're okay. I, I said I'm open to questions, but I'm the one preaching tonight. Cool. So. <laughs> and no, it's not a pride and ego thing. So if that's in your mind, shut it up. Cool. So um, the process of sanctification is I'm giving the Lord yes, mm-hmm. and then that the, the rest of my commitment to my life is a commitment to Him and serving Him yeah. till the day that I die, and then my salvation is sealed when I walk through those gates. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's it. Mm-hmm. We, don't need to, we don't need to add to it. We don't need to question it any more than that. We just need to be obedient to it. Right? If I say yes to the Lord, that means he, I'm surrendering to Him. Right? So that's what is going on in this Romans 10 is they're making their own way. The Jews were making their own traditions and customs to make it easier for them to inherit the kingdom of God and to seal up their righteousness. Right? So we are only righteous because He is righteous. Do you understand that? Do you understand that we are co-crucified with Christ? Isn't that cool? Let's just pause for a second and say, wow, thank you, Lord. Right? Because that's pretty dope. We were on the cross with him. Right? Mm -hmm. So he is the resurrection and the life. Correct? So in this process of sanctification, not only does he restore us, but he sustains us also. Right? We've talked about it before. If he just raised Lazarus from the dead and then he keeled over and died right away, he would just be the resurrection. But no, Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and Lazarus lived on. Do we understand this? Okay, just the way Jesus is living on, we have that same capacity to live on. Cool? And that's when our salvation is all tied up, and it's got a bow on it, okay? I don't want us to overthink this. All we need to know is that we need to follow Christ. That's it, right? Salvation is Jesus. If I put a decision in front of me and I say, okay, Jesus, what do you think of this? And he's like, nah, I don't like it. Then you better say, nah, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. 
All right? But if he says, hey, I know you don't like it, Zach, but I'm calling you to it. Then you better say, okay, cool, I don't like it, but you're calling me to it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or else I'll be by will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or else he'll spit you up. Yeah, so does that make sense? Yes. Good. <sighs> we cannot make ourselves acceptable in the sight of the Lord. We're in Romans 10. I love you. We're in Romans 10. Um, but we cannot make ourselves acceptable in the sight of the Lord. The only way we can do this is by one name and one word, Jesus. Okay? If you ever, it, it, as, as much as we make fun of it that it's the Sunday school answer, it is the only answer. Right? If you want to be a good worship leader, Jesus. Right? If you want to be a good preacher, follow Jesus. All of these things are tied up in the name of Jesus. If you want to be good, follow Jesus. Right? There's nothing more, nothing less. We've overcomplicated it so much that all of a sudden we, we think it's unachievable to follow Him because we're so jacked up. No, it's easy to follow Him. Right? And reading your Bible every day does not save you. It just helps you get to know who you're following. Like, how can you know who you're following if you don't read the Word? Mm-hmm. Right? It's spirit and in truth. If I don't know truth, then what spirit am I following? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Go ahead. So, like, just to clarify question. So you're saying that the Bible is important, obviously. Yeah. But it's important for a different reason than we make it out to be. Correct. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could have said it that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, like, seriously. If we look at Scripture, if we look at Scripture as a love letter, it changes, correct? Yeah. Changes completely. Instead of a history book, instead of an encyclopedia, instead of a whatever you get in school, like some people take the Bible and study it like they're in school. Hey, more power to them. I would rather get to know who the Father is. Mm-hmm. Because my mind doesn't save me. It's where my heart is that saved me. And we're going to read that. Ready? Okay. Where were we? Verse 4. Romans 10. Thanks. Verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on the law shall live by that righteousness. You catch this. If I try to live by the law, I will live by that kind of righteousness. Which what? As we know in uh, one of the Corinthians, that the law has to be dead now because a new covenant has been raised up that is better than that law. 2 Corinthians? Thanks. Okay. So if I practice a bunch of checklist bullet points and try to be the best person I can with no help of the Spirit, then I will find righteousness through that. Which, where is that righteousness? Death. I'm sorry. Okay. All righty. Yeah, I'm smiling about it. All righty. Verse 6. But the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. 
Don't say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? Or who will descend into the abyss? But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. In your mouth and in your heart. This is beautiful. Because what is in my heart has to overflow through one spot. And it's the mouth. Correct? So if you find yourself speaking hate, that's in your heart. And be very, very careful. Right? Be very, very careful. Because it's this black and ugly spot in your heart. Right? And you need to say, Lord, I know that that just happened and I repent of it and you better stop it. Right? So if I have love, if I understand the love of Christ, the beauty of who he is, then that will spew out of my mouth. Wow. There you go. Right? It'll spew out of my mouth. Right? The Lord liked that point. <laughs> just joking. Blake just moved. Blake may have an idea. Okay. Do you understand this? Do you understand this? Yeah. Yes? What my heart possesses is what my mouth will speak. Mm-hmm. If my heart doesn't possess worship, it can't speak worship. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? So if you're trying to sing songs and your heart doesn't have those songs in there, you're just singing songs. Mm-hmm. It, oh, hold on. If my heart doesn't carry love for my brothers and sisters and I try to pray for them, mm-hmm. what's going to come out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. Words. And where are they going to hit? The ceiling and that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right? This is the way it goes. If I truly have compassion, just the way Jesus had compassion, right? He was only moved by compassion to his people, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And we saw this breakthrough by his compassion on people, then mountains will shift. Things will leave. Walls will fall. <coughs> everything will happen. Right? Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Yep. It's the way it goes. What my heart carries is what my mouth will speak. Correct? What, is, what happens with my, what my mind carries? Actions. No. no. What happens with what my mind carries? We just talked about what our, if our heart carries things. What if my mind carries things? What happens? Your huh? Your actions. Okay. I don't think so. Your thoughts? Okay, yeah. What else? Yeah. So if I have an evil thought about somebody, where's it going to go? It's going to take this 18-inch journey down to my heart. And it's going to contaminate that place. If it stews in there long enough then it will turn into action. Mm-hmm. Do we understand this? Yeah. Right? If my mind starts to... Con- that's why it says in Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Correct? Yeah. If I'm com- completely focused on the Lord all the time, it's going to travel to my heart. And then what that overflow will happen will come out of my mouth. And things will change. Do we understand this truth? 
Isn't that cool? But the reverse of it is if I'm thinking lust or if I'm thinking hate, it's going to contaminate. Right? And it's going to turn those, those soft areas of your heart into rocks and stone. And then when the time comes, the, the enemy is going to pounce on those areas in your heart. And he's going to go, Poof. and you're going to be like, I didn't even know that was there. Mm. Right? Yep. I didn't even know that was there. Okay? Does this all make sense so far? Okay? Yep. I know this is kind of simple, but I just want to make sure that we're all level set with what it means to actually have a heart faith. I can think that I have faith all, the, all, all day long, but until I know that I have faith, mm-hmm. the, the, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Right? I can think I want Thomas to be healed. How far is that going to get me? Not very far. But if I have that faith in my heart, it's going to get me further. Do you understand this? I know I always bring it back to some, the miraculous, but it's so important. It really is so Cool. Am I talking too fast for your notes? Cool. Are we taking notes? <laughs> Jeez, Zach. We're trying to please man. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> okay. Quit trying to. All right. Where are, where are we? Verse 8. Verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, and it sure is, isn't it? In your mouth and in your heart. But, oh, sorry. That is the word of faith which we are preaching today. That, is, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in what? Huh? Resulting in what? Salvation. Golly, are we reading the same words? What's going on here? What are we talking about? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. We all have our eyes on the word. Let's reread that. Put your eyes on the word tonight, okay? Verse, uh, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching, that if, you confess, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Do you see how beautiful this is? Right? Where does it say anything about my mind? Nowhere. Nowhere. How many of you guys were saved by your mind? That you studied the word so hard that you then understood Jesus is real? Exactly. Because the Lord goes and says, I'm going to touch you in the heart. I'm going to encounter you in the heart. Because that's where everything changes. Right? He's not, he doesn't go say, okay, I'm going to touch your mind. And, okay, now you just think that I'm God. Okay, that would be weird. 
But no, he comes and hits your heart and says, boom, I'm encountering you right now. I'm touching your heart, and now you're changed. You're marked. Right? Yes? Yep. We've all, I don't need to embellish any more on that. Right? This is the way it goes. And then when he touches my heart, my mouth confesses. And when my mouth confesses, my heart believes. And then when my heart believes, my mouth confesses. And then when my mouth confesses, my heart believes. And it's just this over and over and over again process of how the Lord has made us to be. Correct? So when you confess that Jesus is Lord, something shifts in you. Right? When I speak the name of Jesus, something shifts in me and I'm like, oh, he is so good. Right? And if we're not there, get there. Right? When I see a miracle happen around me, I say, oh, thank you, Jesus. And something shifts in me because my heart is stirred. Mm -hmm. My mind is not. Right? How many of you guys get really frustrated because some things just don't make sense to you in the Word of God? Yeah, I'm right there with you good thing he doesn't care about if it makes sense to you he just cares that he's the lord of your life he'll illuminate it when the times fit he will or he may never so you're always longing for it (laughs) right there's a there's a good friend of mine he's i think 65 and ever since he was saved at the age of 18 he's been praying for the gift of tongues he has not received that gift yet but he's still praying for it right isn't that beautiful? Yeah. What is the thing on your heart that you're going to pray for no matter if it comes or if it doesn't? Right? I think it's just cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Eleven. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Hey, oh man, you guys are going to get blown up right now. How many of you guys are disappointed right now? Come on, be honest. Doesn't have to be with the Lord. Disappointed in the way your parents are behaving. Disappointed in the way your grades are looking already. Disappointed and disappointed, disappointed in yourself maybe. Disappointed, there's a shame and a guilt. Hey, that area you don't believe the Lord in. Did you hear me? That area you're not entrusting the Lord with. If you have, what did it just say? Somebody read it. Benji, read it to me. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Yeah. Everyone who believes in him will not have shame, will not be put to shame, will not have guilt, will not have to go through guilt. Correct? Yeah. Does this make sense? Yes. Is he talking about. After death, or is it talking about it right now? You tell me. Because what? When does when does your inheritance start, Samuel? Yes, in the moment that I said Jesus was the Lord of my life. Yes. <laughs> There's your answer, Boom. right? Your inheritance has already started because you follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. So therefore, I should be living in that. I should be walking in that same way, right? He doesn't want me to go through that stuff. I, I, I 100%, 115%, 200% believe in that, that he doesn't want you to go through that crap. You understand that? Isn't that good news to you tonight? Yep. Right? And he also doesn't want you to inherit what... He doesn't want you to inherit the abyss either. Yeah, so we can take it there also. He doesn't want you to inherit that place either. 
but your inheritance has already started, so therefore you need to stop walking in those areas. Okay? Does that make sense? I'm thinking about this. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, good news of good tidings, the good things, sorry. However, they did not all heed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? That makes sense to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? How can we have this without a touch of God? How can we have that without somebody else being touched by God? How can we, how, how, how does this thing advance if people aren't being encountered by the Lord? Right? Yep. This is the way the kingdom of heaven works. Nothing more, nothing less. Isn't it beautiful? This makes sense so far. Have I lost anybody yet? Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 17? Yeah? Okay. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. But I surely... But I say, surely they have never heard, have they? Indeed they have. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, and there are words to the ends of the earth. But I say, surely Israel did not know, did they? First Moses says, I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation. By a nation without understanding will I anger you. And Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I became manifest to those who did not ask for me. (laughs) Isn't that cool? But as for Israel, he says, all the day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and an obstinate people. Okay. So do we understand what Paul is getting across to us tonight? Yes? We have to know in our heart that Jesus is the Son of God. If I don't know in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God, be careful. You might not know who He is and you might not inherit His kingdom. Okay? Like I've said before, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. If I look anywhere else, I'm going to get lost. If I stay focused in and zeroed in on Jesus, ta-da. Right? This is simple. This is very, very simple. It's a heart issue, not a head issue. I have to protect my mind, correct, from sin and 
Yes, all of that stuff. But the Lord needs to work on my heart. The Lord can only work on my heart if he offends my mind a little bit. You know that? Right? It's the way it goes. What else? What else? What else? So is it talking about... Because I'm stuck in 17, and I'm reading it over and over, and it's like... I just want to make sure. So is it saying that... So when the faith comes by hearing... Hearing by the word of God. Is it talking like you like if you really don't have faith because you have not read the word of the Lord to know him, then you can come to know the salvation because you can be saved unless if you really know the word and what it said about it. Is that what you said? But so often we think knowing something means it's a mind thing. But this is talking about knowing something in your heart. Right? I've talked before that I can't convince myself that I can't think really hard to love Madison. It'll only get me so far. I have to know in my heart that I love Madison. Correct? This is a relationship. We've, we've made God into being this person in the sky who just looks and that's it. Not a God who's engaged in your life. Right? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. We have all done this. We've all messed up the way the walking with the Lord is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right? But no, He's actually in this room. Yeah. He's here. Like, you can talk to Him right now. He's here. Do you understand that? Yeah. Like, I don't, need, I don't need to look any further. He's here. He's really, really close. He's not up in the sky, and he's not just enjoying the angels' praises. He's actually excited to hang out with you. Cool thing, he is still enjoying the angels' praises at the same time that he's enjoying hanging out with you because he's that big, but, you know, that's besides the point. We need to understand that he is close, not just this person that we read about. Not this just person who we think we can conjure up so we can see somebody be healed. No, he's actually in a room and he wants to touch people. He's actually in the room and wants to use you in this room. He's actually in the room and he's actually at Target right now. He's actually where you're headed right now. He's actually everywhere and he wants to live life with you. That's a relationship. It's, all, it's an grown for you. Do you understand this? He's not distant. He's not. He actually cares enough to dwell inside of you too, but that's a whole other topic. He's actually in this room. And what we don't understand sometimes is, we, we quote it all the time, but he's actually preparing a way for you so that he can use you more because he wants to hang out with you more and he wants to trust you with more. Right? 
Isn't that cool? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who gets fired up about that. But hey, if that's so great, I'm fired up about it. And I'm going to want I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to. Right? And I have walked in it. This is the way it goes. We we need a little bit more reverence in our heart for how close God is. You know God's in the room when you're doing something you're not supposed to do? He even stoops to that level for you. You know those last moments where you're like, well, should I actually do this? That's him saying, are you sure, dude? Do you understand that? No, you know that the, the moment right away when you curse somebody because they just cut you off? That's him. Because he didn't ever abandon you. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I agree. You know? You know those moments when you're getting all riled up about something and you're like, well, this isn't that big of a deal? That's him. But if you give into it, then you're saying, nah, I don't, I don't really need you in this moment, Lord, because I'm just pissed, right? He's... Holy Spirit is doing that constantly over our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to say, okay, I understand I shouldn't react that way to my brother. Mm-hmm. And yield to him. Right? You know what that word yield means? Huh? Right yeah. Yeah. When I see a yield sign, the people that are already going have the priority. So I wait on him. And then when there's a gap so I can get along with him on that stream, I'm going. Right? That's yielding. It's not a stop sign. Sometimes maybe, but it's a yield. Hey, hold on, hold on. Stop for a second. Okay, join me. Right? It's like the word that Blake shared last week. Give the Lord one second. Give the Lord a little bit longer to speak. And then watch him seal it. And then speak. Right? You know, just feel like there's more. What time is it? Is it really nine? Dang it. I hate when it's nine. Okay. Well, if you need to go, you're free to go. I understand. Don't get in trouble by your parents, Zach. I'm just joking. <laughs> but seriously. But seriously, if you need to go, okay, just exit quietly. We're going to keep on going, though, Okay. Let me just pray for you guys right now. Tonight we prayed for new eyes and new heart, new ears, new minds, new feet, everything. We prayed for it all. So I just want you to receive it all right now. Just turn your gaze to the Lord. Don't look around. Shut your eyes if that's what it takes. And be completely quiet before the Lord.
Lord, would you just perform open heart surgery tonight? In Jesus' name.